Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Tuesday. News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, all new pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. <laughs> it continues to be a very interesting couple of days in college football as the alliance has been formally announced. The ACC commissioner, Jim Phillips, Pac-12 commissioner, Kevin Warren from the Big Ten, just wrapped up a virtual press conference and announcing what this alliance is going to be all about. And as Steve got into yesterday, and I 100% agree, this press conference clearly just demonstrated how dumb this is for the Big Ten. And there's a lot of things I don't like about this in general as well. But in particular for the Big Ten, this is very dumb. For a couple of reasons. Number one, for the Big Ten at least, is, well, it looks... Out of these three conferences, I think the ones that will benefit the most, the, the only one that's going to benefit the most out of this is the Pac-12. Because now they're forming partnerships with conferences, and especially the Big Ten, who are doing much better than them in revenue, on the field, all sorts of things. The Pac-12 has not been in very good shape. They aren't really that far behind where the Big 12 was at this point before Texas and Oklahoma left for the SEC. And so, from the ACC and the Big Ten's perspective, now for the Big Ten, as Steve talked about, you already are still the second most powerful conference in college football. And even college basketball, for that matter. You might even be the top one in college basketball. You don't need to put this together. It's clearly... Yes, I agree, a panic move. And it's just, and it, as we've talked about before, this really, it truly is all about money. I know they're going to talk about the academics, and that's that's great, but the more I've seen in it was, that's just second nature at this point. When you, when you go as far as, when it comes to this, and how much is involved in this, and what's at stake here, they can celebrate the academics things all they want, but no one really cares as far as this goes. 
And so those are the, the main components here with the Big Ten. And not only that, too, we were talking about you're going to might have to, if you're the Big Ten now, and even the ACC, you're going to have to probably have to drop a conference game, which doesn't make sense, in order to fit this new scheduling things in so you can schedule games with other ACC and Pac-12 schools. So you're going to lose a conference game there. And that just, to me, just really doesn't help anything here. I thought uh, I read the statements because I didn't see it. Um, you know, the two words that came to my mind as I was reading the statements? Mumbo Jumbo. There was a lot of that, too. But, I mean, this this whole thing just does not make sense. And, my other, and the biggest thing is, too, out of this that I think is just the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and they were asked several questions about this, there's no, there's nothing in writing. It's all right. about trust. Are you serious? If, we, if I've learned anything <sighs> about college athletics, especially how things are going nowadays, nobody trusts each other. That's why you're forming this alliance, because nobody trusts the SEC. It's well, just, this whole thing is just stupid beyond belief, Steve. Well, let's start with the basic premise of this. First of all, if you're going to do anything scheduling in football, which appears to be one of the things they're looking at, that's years away. So don't sit there and say, hey, we're going to go to Seattle next year. Hey, we're going to go to Los Angeles in three years. No. Schedules are set years in advance, and you're not going to uh, you're not going to be able to change that up. I mean, Penn State is scheduled, for example, through 2027. So, and that's not going to change. Now let's get to something else that's a key element. Again, there's so many. And what's interesting to me is the people that you consider to be really well-connected in college sports as writers. And I'll give you uh, uh, a few of them, like Gene Wojciechowski, uh, Heather Dinich, uh, Nicole Auerbach, who are excellent reporters, you know, Barrett Salee, Excellent reporters. You know, Brendan Quinn's another one. Excellent reporters that are well-connected, and not even they understand it. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? And Heather Dinich also just tweeted out that there is not one athletic director that thinks this makes sense. That's because it doesn't. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No. So let's get to some of the basics. Football scheduling. When the Pac-12, Big Ten, negotiated an alliance back in 2012, (laughs) they said then it would be a minimum of five years before they could implement any of the scheduling. Well, it fell apart months after that. 
But even then, they said it would take five years for them to implement schedule. Now it's back in 2012. If they were to do anything with schedules, my guess is going to be six to ten years before they would even contemplate doing anything on a football schedule. Number two, let's stick with football and with scheduling. A school like Penn State, for example, there is a formula, since Penn State is a self-sustaining athletic department, Penn State does not take money from the university at all. What they bring in is what they spend. So there's a formula as to what you bring in. That your line club, parking, tickets, attendance, right? Merchandise. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm not up to TV yet. Bowl money, college football playoff money, Big Ten football championship game money. Big Ten basketball tournament money, NCAA tournament money, you know, men's basketball tournament, obviously. ESPN money, Fox money, CBS money, because remember, CBS does that basketball package with the Big Ten on Sundays, and they have the semifinals and the finals of the Big Ten tournament. And, of course, Big Ten network money. A critical part of the formula for Penn State, among all the elements I just talked about, is also having seven home football games. You can go into all the alliances that you want to, but if it doesn't include Penn State having seven home games, (laughs) there is no way in heck Penn State say, hey, this is great, you know, we'll give up a game. No. You don't give up a game. You give up a game, you're hurting your entire athletic department by giving up a home game. So you can't do that. That kind of accommodation needs to be made. You can do this in men's and women's basketball because they have the flexibility to do it. Women's basketball plays 18 games in conference. That gives them 13 games to schedule out of conference. And men's basketball... The ACC and the Big Ten both have 20 game schedules. I believe the Pac-12 is 18. But the ACC and the Big Ten both have 20 game schedules. You already have you already have the ACC Challenge. So you already have one of those on the table to begin with. Big Ten ACC Challenge. The Big Ten also has the Gavit Games, which is Big Ten versus Big East. Now, Penn State's not in it this year because there are fewer Big East teams than Big Ten teams, so certain teams have to rotate off, and Penn State in the moment is rotated off. Now, if you want to do something with the Pac-12, great. You have the flexibility. Usually you get a tournament 
which brings with it two games someplace, and then sometimes one or two extra games, which you end up playing at home, but they're technically part of the tournament. You get the ACC Challenge. You might, in a given year, have the Big East to go with it. You still have five games. When you do that, you still have five games you have to schedule yourself. Well, who's to say you can't do something with the Pac-12 and have a Pac-12 Big Ten Challenge and an ACC Pac-12 Challenge? That's great, and you have the flexibility to do it. And who's to say just for a fact that you don't do it? And you know, The Big Ten ACC Challenge is always uh, right around November 30th, December 1st, 2nd, right around there. Who's to say you don't play the Pac-12 and you do it, say, January 31st or February 1st, midseason? You got the flexibility in basketball to do that in both women's basketball and men's basketball. You could do that really as soon as possible. A lot of basketball schedules are done during the off season. Now Penn State, for example, I'll give you Penn State's example this year. They already had a tournament down in Destin, Florida. There's a game with St. Francis that's part of that tournament that's going to be here. They have the Miami game in the ACC Challenge December 1st. And they have return games at Seton Hall and at Virginia Commonwealth, VCU. That game's I, mean, I don't know what date the Seton Hall game is, but the VCU game is Saturday, December 18th. And they also have a game at UMass that is part of a – it was put together as part of a football-basketball deal. They've got a game at UMass coming up this year. So all the other games that they're trying to schedule right now, I believe, are home games. But except for return games like VCU and Seton Hall, and then a year from now in 22-23, UMass comes back here. For the most part, you don't have that kind of advanced scheduling in basketball. A lot of it's done in the off season. Football, we can tell you through 2027 who Penn State's playing. And the Big Ten schedule is scheduled out through 2025, I believe. So football doesn't have flexibility, and it'll be years before anything like that would come up. Women's basketball and men's basketball have great flexibility, and they could do it as soon as even next year if they wanted to or the year after. As for the rest of this, it is an alliance that they're going to work together on the college football playoff and NCAA governance. Okay. I think one of the chips that they have on the playoff is the Rose Bowl. That's a chip. Uh, after that, and and by the way, look, there are only four power four. There are power four conferences now. I mean, the Big Twelve with Oklahoma and Texas still there is still technically power five. But you notice they're not even a part of this conversation. Kansas, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, TCU, Texas Tech, Baylor, West Virginia. Kansas, Kansas State, they're all going by the wayside in this. They're about to lose a tremendous amount of money uh, when it's all said and done. And, and ESPN's not going to put a, do a contract with them. They're not going to do a contract with them. 
unless you know, unless it's at really reduced numbers. And the ESPN wants to throw their money into the SEC, and I think they want to still throw money into the Big Ten. Um, but that's, you know, if they want to fight the college football playoff, that's ridiculous. And there's another element to this that's ridiculous. I'm really getting sick and tired of hearing about and that's the, we might be playing 17 games in a season. I'm sick of hearing stuff like this. And I'll explain why as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. We want and need the Big 12 to do well. The Big 12 matters in college athletics. The Big 12 matters in Power 5 athletics and our FBS group. And so I I can just tell you that we'll be watching what occurs here. And obviously this transition isn't supposed to be taking place for another four years. But this group in particular We'll be very interested to see what happens and to do everything that we can to try to make sure that, again, college athletics looks similar to what it is today. (laughs) I noticed that Bob Bowlesby wasn't at the table, the commissioner of the Big 12. Yeah, what a bunch of baloney that was. And Jim Phillips, a good guy, by the way. But... You can care about them all you want, but I noticed they weren't invited. <laughs> I noticed they weren't part of the discussion. I mean, there's no there's no agreement. It's about trust. I mean, this isn't the 1980s, but Ronald Reagan was always right. Trust and verify. <laughs> I, I, I go. I'd aim for a little more trust in this. This is what happens when people panic. Speaking of which, how is the suit doing? Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Humboldt's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Best in pre-owned inventory, all with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Fabulous sales staff, deals to be had, great trade-ins. 
and a fabulous service department to back it all up. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. By the way, uh, the Eagles are playing the uh, Jets this week. Your guys? Did you see Vegas had the Jets as a four-point favorite? Last time they, the Jets were a favorite, uh, Joe Namath was quarterbacking. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Yeah, whatever. Oh, whatever. You've gone from overreacting on every preseason game to now, oh, whatever? But I said yesterday, now, I, I, don't, I can you, care less about the you, preseason line. Now you sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, the pre, I mean, the regular season lines are one thing, but the preseason lines, if you're looking at that, there's something wrong with you. I said that yesterday when we were talking about the betting. Yeah, I remember I was talking about the, uh, what, the Lions-Steelers game? Yeah. Now, and, and uh, who knows who's in the game at the end. I haven't watched the end. But I guess Detroit scored late and made the final 26-20 and beat the spread. <laughs> it's like, oops. Right. On that disclaimer, at the end of all the gambling commercials, gambling problem, call 1-800-whatever-the-number is. Right. Hey, if you're gambling on preseason games, <laughs> you might need the 800 number. <laughs> Because you're you're putting money down on something that who knows how the hell it's going to turn out at the end. <laughs> F O U L E B. That spells out. I mean, who knows who's even in the game at the end? Golly, I mean, you just don't even know who's in the game, who's quarterbacking. I mean, who's trying to make the team? It's like crazy. Regular season, yeah. Preseason. Man, there are a lot of wild cards out there. A lot of wild cards. Okay. The this alliance. Uh, I, I look. I don't mind. What the heck? I'll make a trip to Seattle to do a game at Washington. Sounds like it would be fun. Los Angeles fun. Look, I'll go wherever, whenever, wherever anybody sends me. I mean, my goodness, I did two games in Casper, Wyoming once. Okay. I mean, I've done everything. I've gone everywhere from Dublin to Cancun to Casper, Wyoming. <laughs> okay. So I've gone all over the map to do games. I'll go anywhere they send me. Okay, but I'm just looking at the big picture of this, and I don't get why the Big Ten needs this. I mean, do you? I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't get. And nobody knows. It. Nobody. People who covered the press conference, which we didn't. Not even, not even they know what it's about right now. There's nothing here to gain, really, for the Big Ten at all. It, it, when you look at it, it really is a panic move. You're going to lose a conference game. Now I'm talking just football. You're going to pro- probably lose a conference game. In basketball, 
you already have some uh, quote-unquote an alliance with the ACC because you have the Big Ten ACC challenge, and they acknowledged that in this press conference. And they said, well, it's that we already have that. Now we're just going to add more games. Why need to add more That's games? Just keep it. Well, the, well, no, but I, no. In other words, no, no. That part, uh, that part's perfectly fine. I just I explained that in the previous segment. You have eleven openings on your basketball schedule on the men's side. You have thirteen on the women's side. Okay. I mean, the opening's yeah, there, but I just you, don't think it's needed. I, I get that it's there, um, but why Why do you need um, to keep adding this when you already have the big Big Ten ACC challenge and it gets all this TV money anyway? Like, who cares? Um, I, I disagree with that. Uh, if you're talking about 11-9 conference games, and I say this with all due respect to St. Francis of New York, what do you want to see in your building? You want to see a game with UCLA in your building, or do you want to see a game with St. Francis in New York? That's fair, but you don't have to go through all this trouble to make an alliance. Just schedule the games. You don't need to, like, make this a, a big shebang. I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. And, look, you've got I – mean, Penn State doesn't – I mean, Penn State – I think Penn State doesn't have an opening until – Trying to think what the Temple deal is. So the Temple was twenty six, twenty seven. So they wouldn't have an opening till twenty eight. I guess they might have an opening in twenty five because of Virginia Tech might not come up here. But you're scheduled out that far, and do you drop down to eight conference games to accommodate this? Eh. Eh. Exactly. Again, if you're Penn State, you need, no matter what this thing says, you need seven home games. And you need seven home games so that you can have wrestling. You need seven home games so you can have volleyball. You need seven home games so you can have soccer. You need seven home games so you can have baseball, softball, track and field, gymnastics, everything. And that's why the seven home games is important. It's a part of the formula that gets you to the financial number you need to do all of that. And that's that can't change. Basketball, you've got the flexibility. Women's basketball has thirteen openings. Hey, you know, and you're right, you can do a separate agreement. For example, you can. I mean, the SEC, by the way, has an agreement with the Big 12 in basketball. The SEC Big 12 Challenge, which happens in the middle of the year. So, I mean, I'm fine with that. Football part is a little more difficult. In fact, the football part's a lot more difficult because you have fewer openings and you already have games that are. Um, Locked in place, and you're not going to change your schedule to accommodate. Hey, great, good news. We got a game at Oregon State. Oh, fabulous. We're going to play at Oregon State. Waza. And here's the other thing, too, Steve. Now I get it. It's it's good for in terms of bringing, putting butts in seats and things like that. But if we're talking about this, making a big deal about this alliance just for scheduling purposes, this there's what also doesn't make sense. Kevin Warren mentioned today there's already 68 games scheduled, 68 games through 2035 
for football amongst those three conferences. Exactly. It's already there. It's already there. It's, it's just I mean, stupid. It just makes no sense. And as for the college football playoff, I'll tell you what I'm, what I'm getting sick of. I am getting sick and tired of hearing about, and they could play 17 games. And what about, you know, and then they bring up the academic part, and you sit there and go, oh, my God, they think we're all stupid. You can't say stuff that, that people are smart enough to look at you and go, are you kidding me? So let's take high school football, which gets underway Friday night. And you'll hear Shikalimi and Central Mountain right here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. And Thursday we'll have our roundtable at 335 uh, previewing our area teams. And we're going to do that every Thursday during the season. How many games are on the Shikalimi schedule? Nine, ten? Typically ten. All right, so ten games. Okay, now you get the districts. Okay. How many teams make the district playoffs? Four? It, that's where it gets a little hairy because you have the points, and it kind of, it's based on... Yeah, I'm just saying, how many teams make it, typically? Let's just do an average here. I guess, let's say four to six will probably be the best average. Okay, which means that you could play two two more games, right? Correct. That's 12. Now you make the state playoffs. I, and by the way, there's what there's one grouping where eight teams make it. Does that sound right? Yes, I do believe. So. I forget which one, but I believe that's correct. Right, that's three games. So, so now we're up to twelve or thirteen. How many games did then take to win the state championship? Four or five? First round, second round, quarters, five. If you get all the way. Okay, so you, you could play seventeen high school games. Hmm. Really? You can play 17 high school games? Huh. How about that? And and I hear nobody say anything about that. Nobody. I mean, I've talked about it. I've talked about the state tournament being, you know, and the districts being, you know, too long. They need to shorten it up. I've talked about that. I haven't heard anybody else talk about it at all. But in all this, oh, my goodness, people who are four years older, more mature body-wise, like two of the 130, two of the 130 might, and that's still a maybe, might play 17 games? Really? But it's okay for the high school guys to play 17 games? That's okay? I never hear anybody talk about that. I mean, they're not pros. Uh, Excuse me, neither are the high school guys. But they might play 17. I mean, stayed high one year when, when they had Alex Kenny leading the way, made it all the way to the state championship game, didn't win, but played in a driving snowstorm in uh, in Hershey. They made it all the way to the title game. I remember talking to George Landis. He came over to talk to Jack and me before a game a few years ago. And Jack said, hey, you know, where are you in the playoffs right now? He said, well, we got one more regular season game. He said, well, how many playoff games? He said, well, we could have as many as six. Um, wow. Um, and and so that would be 16 games what's the difference and now absolutely the academics do you know when Penn State's the last day of Penn State's finals happens to be December 12th you'd be playing the tournament during term break 
I've said this once. I've said it a thousand times. You can't keep making statements where you think everybody's stupid. I've had enough of this over the years. You, you can't just sit there and just, like, as I said, the worst thing that happens to, to these people that make these ridiculous garbage statements is that they say it sometimes to people who can read. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to research it. My apologies. I didn't mean to point out that Penn State plays on the road nine consecutive years in the Big Ten to open. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to read the schedules. I wasn't supposed to. Sorry. I did. Didn't mean to point it out. Apologize. Not really. College football misses the fewest days of class of any sport. You know that? I believe it. Okay, because guess what? For the most part, unless you're in the MAC or a Thursday night game, or maybe one of those Pac-12 Friday night games, if you're playing Saturdays, you don't miss anything. You leave on Friday afternoon, you play the game, you come back, and guess what? You're in class on Monday. You don't miss any class. Now, you may have a Friday night game, so you miss a class. Your bowl game? Your bowl game's always during turn break. Playoff? Always during turn break. 12-team playoff? Okay, maybe it gets to the edge of it. To the edge. Okay? You're not going in. The NCAA tournament, you're playing uh, the Thursday-Saturday deal. Okay? Well, So let's just say you advance to the Final Four. You're one of the four teams. All right? So we just did, like, two teams could possibly play 17 games. In all likelihood, that's not going to be the case. But two teams could play 17 games out of 130. All right, so now let's take four teams that make the Final Four, and turns out that they're all in the Tuesday-Saturday schedule, the uh, Thursday-Saturday schedule. Um, you leave Tuesday night, you're out of class Wednesday, you're out of class Thursday, you're out of class Friday. Hmm, okay. Then next week you make the Sweet 16. You're out of class Wednesday, you're out of class Thursday, you're out of class Friday. That's six. Now we go to the Final Four. Now well, you get to leave on Thursday. You miss Thursday, you miss Friday. Oh, and by the way, the championship game is Monday. And you could miss Tuesday. You could miss as many as seven to ten days of class. Do you ever hear anybody complaining about the academics with the Big Ten with the uh, NCAA tournament? Exactly. Ever? ever? Do you ever hear anybody talk about missed class time with the NCAA men's or women's basketball tournament? Or do you have anybody complaining about missed class time with the conference tournaments? Now, it turns out for Penn State, nine times out of ten, the conference tournament takes place during spring break. Okay? Right? So that, that that's always worked out well. But when it comes to the NCAA men's basketball tournament, the NCAA women's basketball tournament, there are classes missed all over the place, and you never see anybody write or say a word about missed time academically to play it. Do you? But when it comes to a college football term, well, you know, we're concerned about academic. Concerned about academics? What? It's during term break. Not only that, Steve, but listen, I, I, I like. It's always nice to see that people care about academics. I'm, a, I'm an education guy, and obviously, you, you teach a class. 
But we're talking in the athletic world, nobody cares. Okay? Nobody cares about a- a- academics. Since when do we care all, all of a sudden? And then secondly, the athletes that do care about their degrees, they do fine. They're big boys and girls. They know how to handle their time to get their coursework done and do well on the quarter on the field. And believe it or not, there's a lot of teams like Penn State and Bucknell here locally that have high team GPAs. High team GPAs. And not only that, <laughs> I'll give you an example. Morgan Academic Center has been not just good here, it's been great here at Penn State. Been great. And by the way, you never hear about Penn State complaining about missed time or anything like that. Never. Because Morgan does a great job. My my response to all these commissioners would be if you're if if all these places have places like Morgan, which more and more places do, have confidence in them. <laughs> okay. Okay, have confidence in them. Okay, don't just brag about them when everything's just hunky-dory and easy. Guess what? Every once in a while, you're going to have to have a challenge. It's all right. <laughs> just like they have a challenge on the court of the field, sometimes academically, it's a challenge for you, too. That's okay. Get it done. It's all right. But this football playoff, it might mean missing a day for four teams, four might miss a day of class or a fi- or a day of a final. Four, four teams might. The rest of the tournament is during term break. Now the championship game for the college football playoff, Alabama has been in class. They have been. They start their semester right out of the gate, uh, usually January 2nd, 3rd, right around there. They start right away. Clemson, I'm not sure about. Okay? So they've, they've played that championship game. Every once in a while, somebody has been out of class to play that Monday championship game. But the amount of classes, the class time that is missed is minuscule in football compared to other sports. And you never hear... That same person who made this quote, this athletic director, has that person ever been quoted about missed days of the NCAA women's, men's basketball tournaments, or the NIT? Ever? Nope. Of course not. Not to mention, Just, how, how many times have we seen academic scandals and this and that? Either, either students are going to do what they have to do to stay on the team, or students really care, and obviously you have, as we mentioned, Penn State Bucknell athletes that excel in the classroom still. That's how it is. Yeah. It's just, I see that my problem is that's only one person saying it, by the way. But when I see stuff like that, I'm like, will you stop toying around and making statements like that that somebody like me is going to look at and go, excuse me. I do this for a living. I travel with them. I know how much time is missed. In the regular season in college basketball, there are midweek games all the time. And by the way, they do a great job of making sure there are charters to get the women's team back, get the men's team back, so they keep the class time missed to a bare minimum. But there's still regular season time missed by basketball teams. 
and you never hear anything written or said about that. But in football, huh, they play on a Thursday night. Well, they're going to be missing class. Just slow down, okay? Yeah. Get off your high horse and have confidence in the student athlete. Okay, have con- here's here's one. Have a lot of confidence in the student athlete. Have a lot of confidence in the organization, and have a lot of confidence in your academic staff. You'd be amazed what it means when you have confidence in everything else instead of always considering a lowest common denominator scenario. I'm sick and tired of people not showing confidence in people that they can they can handle it. Because guess what? The vast majority can. Back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay.